Hey, it's Mirna from Happiness Academy. Welcome to the Happiness Academy podcast, a place where you can discover practical, simple, yet effective tools from the science of positive psychology. You're at the right place if you're looking to live a life of well-being and joy, staying resilient when facing any challenges, and incorporating a sense of meaning in things you do. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to one of my favorite topics from positive psychology, the topic of flow. Maybe you don't know the background story, but flow is actually the topic or the book that was the first book I read from positive psychology. It happened in 2008, 2009, while I was traveling in Australia. And I went for a couple of days for sailing on gorgeous Whitsunday Islands. And there was a really cool British lady, lady there who had a book flow and she kind of handed it to me to scam through. And I spent like three days reading the book without doing anything else. And I loved it. And it was the book that was really the first step and the first turning point into shaping well, my career, but also my life a lot around positive psychology and flow. So it's a very special topic for me. It's still one of my favorites. It's also a topic to which I wrote my thesis when studying a Master's of Applied Positive Psychology. The topic of my thesis was how can we actually train for flow because it's such an elusive concept, yet such an important one. But let's start from the beginning. What is flow? Flow is that sensation, that mental state and emotional state of being really immersed in something that we are doing. It's a state of full focus, full concentration, comes with a lot of enjoyment usually, and it happens when we are doing something that we consider worthwhile, but also a little bit difficult and challenging. To be in flow also means that we feel that we are kind of progressing within that activity fairly well. So like we think there is, you know, we're doing well, but it's not easy for us. We also feel challenged. We also feel, oh, uh, I do need to keep my focus sharp and I need to keep on putting effort to be able to progress well. It's often also referred to as being in the zone. The name flow comes also from this experience of immersion and kind of flowing with it. Um, but it can also be called blissful immersion or state of optimal experience, meaning the optimal experience of life that we can have as a humans. Now, flow often happens when we are engaged in sports or games or some goal-oriented activity. It's a state that does not happen when we are chilling with Netflix and, and <laughs> spending time on couch and just relaxing and being very passive. It happens when we're actually putting in an active effort. It is often followed by losing the sense of time. So sometimes we feel like the time flew by the whole day. And at other times we feel like the time, like this was eternal, like this lasted forever, the activity that we're doing, whatever it is, it's about this skewed and, and a bit twisted perception of time. Um, that's often one of the marks uh, of us being in the flow state. It is also a unique state in a way that it brings together sense of meaning in life, 
because we work on a meaningful goal, we engage in activity that we care about, we're kind of motivated for that activity. But on the other hand, it also comes with sense of enjoyment and often positive emotions. Now, moments of flow can also sometimes be a bit challenging, so they're not marked just by sparky positive emotions, but overall they also involve positive emotions. And especially after the activity, there is often kind of this spur of positive emotions and also a feeling of achievement and stronger feeling of identity and feeling good about ourselves. So that's unique because often in life, things that are meaningful will also be difficult and they will not come with sparky positive emotions. And the opposite, things that give us pleasure and positive emotions not often will also be super meaningful. So when we find something that merges the two, it's one of the best things for our well-being. Now, flow has many, many positive consequences for us. It's require, uh, related to higher well-being. It's related to uh, quick learning. That's one of the main side effects of, of flow. That we, The thing that we keep doing when we engage with an activity in, in a state of flow uh, pushes us to keep on doing it more and better and we feel motivated and that leads to much faster learning. There is also a lot of research on that and one of the main marks of flow is that it's sort of a path to mastery and path to faster learning. It is also related to positive emotions, to higher creativity, um, to general uh, state of well-being in life. And also if we experience flow in a group and flow with others, of course it will strengthen our relationships with others. Finally, flow is also related to high performance. So that place where um, actually enjoying things and being motivated and having fun also means often achieving high results. Now, why is that so? Today, I actually want to explore with you a little bit what are some of the first steps that you can do towards having life with more flow. If you want to dive into this topic deeper, you might also want to join me on course that I do once per year, an online course called Deep Dive Into Flow, which is eight modules in which in a small group with two hours each week, uh, we explore in a very active way what are different ways, different tools that we can leverage um, to actually build life with more flow. But more on that later. For now, let's talk about what can you do right now to start off that journey towards life with more and more and more flow. Now, the most important thing to understand about flow is that it happens in moments when we challenge ourselves in a way, in a positive, constructive way. Specifically, when we feel that the level of challenge ahead of us, it's kind of high, but that it also matches our level of skills. In other words, we feel that the thing that we are engaging with, an activity, a goal, a thing that we are trying to achieve in that moment is difficult. But if we invest enough of focus and effort and our skills, we have solid chances of achieving it. Now, what happens if we engage with an activity that's not in that sweet spot, that's maybe too challenging or too little challenge? Basically, if we match our level of challenge to be high and we assess that our perception of our own skill to achieve that challenge is kind of low, then we're going to be in state that's more related to worry or maybe even goes to anxiety if challenge is really high or maybe a state of arousal if challenge is high and we feel our skill is high as well, but still challenge is a little bit too high. We will feel kind of aroused and a little bit stressed. And that's not a bad place to be, but it's not as beneficial as flow, right? 
So ideally, we want to aim to challenge ourselves, but not over-challenge. And the same thing, if we under-challenge ourselves, then we're going to be in some of the state that's related to boredom, maybe an apathy, if really there is nothing interesting, no challenge, no skill. But if we have some skills that we want to engage with and we don't feel like the challenge ahead of us is very high, we're going to feel in state that's connected more to boredom, maybe relaxation, you know, kind of chill, not very excited, taking it easy. Or maybe if there is some level of challenge, but it's not too difficult for us, we'll be in a state of control, routine, which again is not a bad state, but if we stay in it longer, inevitably it will lead to boredom and leave us not so satisfied. Now, that means that the first thing we want to do uh, to achieve more flow in life is we want to think what are our tendency in terms of challenging ourselves. Are we keeping ourselves too much in a stressful zone? Are we pushing too hard? And that maybe sabotages us from flow because we are always under adrenaline and too aroused and too pressured. Or are we maybe keeping ourselves too much in comfort zone, cozy, routine, relaxation, and then there is not enough stimulation, there's not enough challenge for flow? That's a question that's worth exploring in our life in general, number one. Number two, in different aspects of our life, like in work, in personal life, in hobbies, in anything else. And third, in specific moments and specific activities. So if you would like to experience more flow in life, start with this reflection. This is also a great time to pause this video and reflect a little bit before you continue, or you can at the end of the video or podcast, uh, think, stop and think a little bit about these three questions. Am I, where am I keeping from these zones? Am I keeping too challenged? Am I keeping under challenged? First of all, in life in general, second, in each of the different aspects of our life, and third, in this specific activity. Now, the third one in this specific activity is actually most important. Um, for entering into flow state in a moment. So I'll talk about that one a little bit more. But the first two questions are also important. First one, how much am I challenging myself in life in general? It's just showing our natural tendency when we don't think about flow, when we don't plan for flow, where will we end up spontaneously? And that's something that's good to be aware of and try to work on challenging ourselves a bit more or a bit less, right? And then the one with life areas is interesting because it will often happen that if we are pushing too hard in one life area, let's say at work, that then we are underplaying in other life areas, let's say in relationships. Or the opposite, if we are underplaying in one life area, let's say at work, I'm not challenging myself enough, I'm chilling a little bit too much, it's too much of a routine, then we might look for that challenge to compensate it in other areas of our life, for example, in hobbies. Now, of course, it's better to compensate in different areas than not to build flow at all. But ideally, we do want to seek to maintain some level of flow in all the different aspects of our life, in our work, in our relationships, in our hobbies, in, in sports, in anything else we want to do. 
Flow is not being highly driven, motivated, biting, pushing ourselves, stressing ourselves. That means that it is sustainable to have a lot of flow and it will not lead us to burnout. It will actually protect us from burnout because it means to engage with things in a meaningful way and not in a stressful way. So with that in mind, while we don't want to have super achiever pressure mindset in every aspect of our life because that's tiring and potentially road to burnout, we do want to have flow mindset in most of the areas of our life. Now, as I said, the activities, the specific activity that we are doing is the best approach to work on having more flow, basically one activity at a time. So what you want to be aware of is if you want to have more flow in activity you're engaging with, it is really important to fulfill a couple of things. One of them is to have a specific goal for activity as we are engaging in it. It doesn't have to be like crazy goal, like super ambitious goal, like super specific goal. But what you need is a specific target of what it is that you're trying to achieve within this activity. I'll give you an example. If I go for a hike, if I don't set a goal, which specific peak or path do I want to finish? Um, then probably I'll just ramble around the mountain, mountain randomly and maybe not be in much of a flow. But if I have that goal, then I know how am I progressing toward that goal. I know how am I tackling some of the challenges, are more motivated, so I have a clarity of where am I going. And that's very important for flow, to have that goal and to have it really on the level of when I'm engaging with an activity. So not to have it in life in general, or how am I building my skill in this area and so on, but for this specific activity, when I start doing it, what am I looking to achieve in these couple of hours? And then when I have that goal, it's also very important to know how am I progressing towards that goal. So, you know, having some sort of metrics in place, they can be very subjective or they can be more measured or they can be even feedback from others. But what the metric here serves or the feedback, we call it, serves is just for me having understanding am I doing well or not and am I progressing towards my goal and that will enable me to stay in, in flow. So I want to have goal, I want to have that feedback and I want to have goal that is balanced between the challenge and the skill. So if I realize that I'm falling into boredom while doing that activity, my question should be how can I raise the challenge a little bit? And if I feel that I'm floating more towards stress, my question should be, how can I support myself better to, to do better within this activity, to feel more resourceful um, and, and not stress? And with this second, if we feel like challenge is too high, we can work on several levels. One is by raising our skill. Second one is by raising our confidence into our skill, <laughs> because it's a lot also about perception. And the third one is around engaging support and different resources to make this task easier. And the fourth one can be related to also lowering the challenge by maybe uh, focusing on part of our goal first, putting some milestones in place, some sub goals to make it a little bit less challenging. So if we feel stressed, we want to think, how can I boost my skill, my confidence, my resources and support? Or maybe how can I lower this goal a little bit, but maybe chunking it down. And one more thing, this is the final one I'm going to share in this one uh, related to flow, is that for flow to happen, it requires us to be really focused and concentrated. Now, partially, the setup of flow activity 
which is an activity that challenges us, that has a goal, specific goal, that we are motivated for and that we want to do. That description of activity very often will pull in our concentration and focus almost spontaneously. And that will lead us to flow. And then concentration will be a consequence of flow and of the whole setup. However, if we don't protect that focus to a certain level, of course, it will, by kicking us out of focus, we will get kicked out of flow. That means we want to seek to protect our space, mental and physical space, from distractions as much as we can when we are engaging in an activity that gives us flow. Specifically, it means to protect our space from distractions like notifications, people barking into our, our space, people interrupting us and so on, but that we also want to work on our abilities of mental concentration, maybe by practicing meditation a little bit, maybe by noticing when we have a lot of mental chatter and practicing to let it go. And in general, working the best way to work on focus is to look to build more and more moments when we spend time focused and not multitasking and all over the place and then extending those moments and those times. So focus is one of the things where flow can get seriously broken uh, if we break it, even though flow also serves us as a tool to strengthen focus. Okay, I threw a lot of stuff at you. It does feels like a too much ideas and you don't know what to do with them and you don't know how to implement them. You might want to join us on the course uh, where we implement them together, the deep dive into flow, and we go week by week with different tools and practice them together. So do check that into the description. And I'll leave you with some final thoughts for reflection that will help you to also navigate into where can I start with. So to start with building life of more with more flow, you might want to start by asking yourself a question. Where in my life do I have a lot of flow already? What are some specific activities? What are some specific moments when I feel like I'm in the zone and immersed and focused? And why is that happening? Analyze it a bit. Compare it to the criteria I mentioned. You can also ask if you don't feel like you have a lot of flow these days. You can also ask what were those moments when I had more flow in my life um, and what was I doing then? And then you want to ask, in which areas of my life do I want to have more flow and it's not there enough? Or it is there, but I want to have even more. And for that one, you really want to sit down, do this reflection exercise in written and analyze it step by step. Starting with, in this area of my life, what are the activities that I'm doing? Which of these activities might be opportunities for me to have more flow? And from the criteria that Mirna talked about, what is missing in these activities that maybe I can strengthen and create in order to have more flow? Start with goal and feedback. Ask, do I have clear goal for this activity? And do I have some way of noticing if I'm progressing towards that goal? Not in general, but in specific time when I sit to engage with that activity. Then second, do I challenge myself or am I challenging myself enough? Is that goal challenging enough? Should I raise the challenge? Should I, should I lower the challenge? Should I raise my skill? Where am I emotionally now when I engage with that activity? Am I stressed or bored? What is missing in terms of a challenge? And then finally, you want to ask that question about focus. Is it that because my focus is interrupted, being it externally or internally, that I'm multitasking, that I'm thinking about something else, that I'm not really giving due attention to this activity? 
that that breaks my flow. Now, these are some really powerful questions. You want to explore them in different activities of your life and in different areas of your life. Start from what looks like it has sort of an easy potential to harvest. So don't start from the activity that's the most far away for you from flow, <laughs> like really like something that is like, oh, total dread. That will be hard to pull into flow right now. Start with something that you're slightly bored with and it might hide potential for flow or an activity that you do often and you don't hate it, but you're not really enjoying it either. And start with those questions there. How can I bring it closer to flow? What can I do um, yeah, to have more flow in life? I hope you will explore those questions in practice. Don't be shy to listen to this episode again. I threw in a lot of tips and data here. Uh, so think how can you put them in practice? Start small, start easy with an activity that's hiding a potential and then practice there and start building it in other areas. And if you want to work on more flow in your life, do join me on one of my favorite courses to deliver, which is Deep Dive into Flow, the course that happens over eight weeks. Uh, each week we meet for two hours on a call in a small group uh, of eight people, interesting, engaged, people curious about flow. And each week we explore different tools that can help you to get into flow. We start with the ones I mentioned here, challenge and scale, clear goal and so on, but we keep on building on much more. Uh, and then every week you get a chance to practice from one module to the other, to practice those tools and skills in real activities, in real life, and see how they work and how can you adjust them for more flow. You get a lot of ideas from the group as well. You get a lot of feedback from me. Um, and yeah, overall, it's a really enjoyable journey where step by step you build more flow into your life and you kind of fill in more of that engagement in the areas that right now maybe you're a little bit more on the stressful side or on um, overly lagging, overly relaxed side. I hope I'll see some of you there. I'm sure I'll talk about flow in more podcast episodes. It's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, so yeah, check the course and um, yeah, don't be shy to let me know if you have any questions, comments. You can always comment on the podcast or even better, reach out via Happiness Academy Instagram um, and yeah, follow for future episodes. One more place where I share a lot about flow often is on the Happiness Academy newsletter hitting your inbox every Thursday with different tips, tricks, ideas, also with new podcast episodes. So do join us there as well. I will also link it uh, into the podcast description. See you soon in one of the new episodes. Wish you an amazing day and some flow experiences starting today. Thank you for exploring this topic with me. I hope you found some exciting ideas and tools that you will use already today. Remember, they only work if you put them in practice, but then they make all the difference. If you like Happiness Academy podcast, do leave us a rating and a review. It will be really helpful. And if you haven't done it yet, click on the links in the episode description to discover free materials and valuable resources to dive in deeper. See you in the next episode or at the Happiness Academy newsletter.